1: What's up, everybody? Welcome into another edition of the 73rd Hole. Colby Powell, Taylor Williams, Sam Humphreys with you as always. This is the official podcast of Golf Oklahoma. Head over to GolfOklahoma.org right now. Check out all of the great content that they have to offer as we head into Players' Championship Week. Fellas, one of the biggest tournaments of the year, Uh, seemingly undoubtedly the biggest non-major event of the year. Also, marks the one year anniversary of COVID shutting down the PGA Tour. Poor, poor, poor Hideki Matsuyama went out and tied the course record in the first round, but don't go searching for it in the record books because it was wiped away when the tournament was wiped away. This year, we should get all four rounds. We will have fans on site. Should be an absolute blast of a tournament. And this, I think, for a lot of people, not for us because we're not casual golf fans, we are fanatic golf fans, but I think for a lot of casual golf fans, the play. Players is really where they start to get geared up to get themselves in golf mode for the season.
2: Yeah, and I think, too, you know, let's put everything into perspective. We're, like you said, a year away from COVID shutting everything down. I think if we look back in retrospect on, you know, where's the tour now? How has everything gone down in 365 or six days, depending on, I can't remember if it's leap leap year or not. But nevertheless, um, you know, it just goes to show that the PGA Tour and really every golf body in general has done a great job and even medical and all that, getting us back to a place to where we can even have fans. I did not think a year ago in the shutdown we would be having fans. So to have fans is is fantastic. And you allude to it, Kobe. I mean, it's it is the fifth biggest tournament in golf. It's so big that people consider it the fifth major, which we've talked about on our show. Makes at least makes my blood boil. It makes me cringe like no other. Especially when they, <laughs> especially when people who haven't won majors try to. Count that as a major. It just, I, I I, can't handle it, guys. But at the end of the day, this is the biggest purse on the PGA Tour. So I think that the, if you are going to pick a week to run out some big dogs, this is the week. Yeah, absolutely. And it's also uh,
1: the most stacked field every year, or at least one of the three to four most stacked fields of the year whenever you look at, uh, at, at strength of field. And look at this. So because this event was canceled last year, Let me rattle off some guys for you who have never officially competed in this event. Colin Morikawa has never officially competed in this event. He's got four wins. He's got a major. He's got a World Golf Championship. Victor Hovland has never officially competed in this event. Neither has Matthew Wolf. and Matthew Wolf, not in the field this week, only player in the top 50, not there. Scotty Scheffler has never competed in this event. Joaquin Neiman has never officially competed in this event. It's fascinating to me, Sam, a lot of these young guys, especially Morikawa— Because he's the number four ranked player in the world. And he's already got a major in a WGC under his belt. And technically, he can win his player's debut this week. That's just wild to me.
0: It is nuts. I was actually listening to a... uh, uh Morikawa did an interview with Pat McAfee on their podcast, and and he was basically talking. And Pat McAfee didn't know much about golf and everything, but he was he was being. A, it was a great, funny interview, and he was basically talking about you're really only twenty four. Like, what what are you gonna do? You do you realize you're gonna be filthy rich by the time you're like thirty five? Already is filthy rich. Yeah, no joke. Yeah. No, exactly. Uh, and and Morikawa, I mean, like I've always said, uh, ever since I've known who Morikawa was, it's like a 35-year-old in a 20-year-old body, you know, and so... Basically, Morikawa um, and Scheffler, and you have guys like Sam Burns. A lot of guys who haven't played there, maybe have played one time before, who are good players who are getting their first look at TPC Sawgrass. And, it's, and TPC Sawgrass is one of those courses where um, I feel like prior knowledge is definitely going to help. So
2: you might either stay away from them or take a shot in the dark. I, so. I, I completely agree, Sam. I mean, we it's, it's weird because it's, it's – you look at, and you have to play this course numerous times to figure out how to play it. But the problem is, it's a traditional Pete Dye course. And Pete Dye is famous for saying golf was meant to be unfair. So, basically, you can hit good shots and be penalized for them. That's what a lot of Pete Dye courses are known for. And so, I mean, you could be just a little bit off and not have it. So, while you need the um, the experience there, because then you know exactly where to miss. very similar to Augusta in the aspect, but just because of the Pete Dye design, it doesn't allow for the consistent names to be there every single year. I mean, we can go through every single one of the top ten favorites of this week, guys, and all of them are going to at one point have probably a miscut under their name or have a finish that's not ideal compared to what they want. There's not – you know, at the Masters, there's a couple guys that always stick out to you. And this week, with it being obviously one of the biggest, uh, highest strength of fields of the year and with all the great names and the unvariable course, it's really hard to uh, – pinpoint one exact person who is going to win. But I completely agree, Sam. I think that experience helps so much. And the only really other experience that any of these first-timers would have had would have been if – do they still have the AJGA down at TBC Sawgrass? Sam, do you know? Yes. Yes, they they do. do. Yeah, the junior players? Yeah. So maybe some of these younger guys, maybe uh, really good juniors, got to play there and that. But, yeah, it's still a different experience. Uh, But, but yeah, it's still a little bit of tournament experience. A quick
0: thing while you were talking about the AJGA down there, um, we – just got news that they're gonna make uh, in in course out of bounds on nine, and Bryson had been talking oh, on, about. Okay, so on eighteen. I mean, sorry, so, on yeah. eighteen. I don't know why I said nine. Um, it, it basically, he. I know why I said nine because they're going down nine, and it's on. They're teeing off at number eighteen. But anyways, uh, in the AJGA, the this teenager named Givan Sihota went down 9 all 3 days uh, of the 54 hole tournament and made birdie bogey bogey
1: but birdie bogey bogey i would i would love to know i'm sure that that information is not readily available where the tee shot ended up the two rounds that he made bogey because right. even when Bryson was considering taking his tee shot on 18 uh, left of the pond up number 9 It's about a 325-yard tee shot, and it's not like six at Bay Hill where he can just hit it in like this 100-yard wide area, and he's going to carry. It's a, a shot that requires a little bit of finesse and accuracy, and then the tour came out and said, for safety reasons, spectators, all of the above left of the pond on 18s out of bounds and I don't know about y'all I think that's a smart move.
0: Yeah, I I totally agree. I I think it would kind of ruin the ending if Bryson went. I mean, it might be entertaining, but like say Bryson has a one-shot lead and then doesn't even have to hit that shot going right. one of the tighter fairways on tour, one of the tougher finishing holes um, at, at least driving-wise and um also if the other thing about going left over there, it's a side slope and you got some trees and it's a decent angle but it's still not Anything that easy well, coming into the green, and also but. too,
2: you're you're changing the whole perception of the green. The green's a long, a long back to front. Now all of a sudden, you're hitting to a, a green that's not very uh, depth wise, very long, and so. Over there, you, who knows what kind of light you're going to get? And then you're trying to hit it over the water. On, t- I mean, it just it, it didn't seem like a plausible thing for me. Um, I mean, you can relate it to football in the sense of safety, right? If you hit someone helmet to helmet, what you penalize and you're fined for it. So, I mean, at the end of the day, um, one of the most famous ones we can remember is back when Tiger won the Zozo. Bubba went through the trees on that uh, on the one hole that went essentially 360 degrees. And, you know, hit it through, and, and yeah. there's people there and had to move them. And right, you know, as much. As I hate the concept of in course out of bounds, you a golf ball traveling 190 miles an hour like D'Shambose is. If it's someone in the head, they're gonna die. I mean, let, let's just be honest. And so, and especially if fans are gonna be out there, you got to keep people's safety somewhat involved. Not, not saying them being right off the fairway is any safer, but at the same time, if you can eliminate any risk, you might as well, as much as it goes against my gut, because I hate in course out of bounds with a passion. Yeah, in
1: course out of bounds is always tough for me too, because it's like, man, if you if you hit it on the golf course, you find it, you play it, but I I don't know, I do think that you know, I don't think what Bryson did last week on number six at Bay Hill, I mean, that's just a guy who can hit it a mile, taking a different line than everybody else is able to, to, to take. I didn't feel like, to me, that really compromised the integrity of the way the hole is supposed to be played. I think I would feel differently on 18 as Sawgrass this week. If you were to go left of the pond there, I think, in my opinion, that would compromise the way the hole is supposed to be played, because that is supposed to be a tee shot where you have to step up, and you have to, if you really want to get aggressive with that tee shot and give yourself a good look into that green, which is a pretty well-protected green, you've got to take on the water and you've got to be pretty aggressive or you can bail out right and it makes the approach shot much, much tougher. Uh, So I I like the way that they're going to play the hole this week. Gentlemen, TBC Sawgrass is home to one of the iconic calls in the game of golf we had to bring it to you this week, the week of the Players' Championship. So this is the the full clip of Tiger in 2001, uh, the the better than most calls, about four minutes. I condensed it down to about a minute. So here's Tiger in 2001, better than most. Johnny, I have seen a number of (laughs) players putt from the back part of the screen and the results have not been good. Mostly, uh, like Tom Kite, way to the right. Well, the ball wants to break left, up on top, and once it comes down the it moves hard to the right and it picks up speed. He almost needs to pretend, Gary. looks to me like, like the hole is up on the top of the ridge, as you said, four or five, maybe even six feet left of the hole, and try and just barely roll it past there. Johnny, that's better than most. How about in? That is better than most. Better than most! Johnny, I think it's safe to say you could hit that putt 50 times and maybe make it once. That was just a, another Tiger moment, one of the great long putts I've ever seen. One of the great long putts that any of us have ever seen. Better than most, 17th at Sawgrass, 2001. By the way, that was a Tiger Woods at that time that was holding three major championships at the same time, and just a couple of weeks later would go on to win his fourth consecutive. The players will feel a little different this year without Tiger Woods. Obviously, we all wish that he could be there, and we wish him a speedy recovery, but I cannot get enough of that highlight. And I see it about a thousand times every year, and I still can't get enough.
2: No, it, it's fantastic. And, and the commentator said you could set fifty balls down and make it. I'd be, I'd venture closer to a hundred, maybe even five hundred. That putt, it was what a triple breaker over the slope. I think if you set a hundred balls down, you'd probably putt more in the water than you would make it. In my opinion, <laughs> I mean seriously, it's it's that hard because once you get over that slope, it's so fast. And you know, maybe hot take here. I'm not sure. I'm. We all know the traditional Sunday pin on 17, right? Back, uh, essentially, right side of the green, front right, middle right, however you want to phrase it. I, I would phrase it as kind of back right because it's, oh, it's past the yeah. bunker. It's not that back, though. It's yeah. not that back. It's That green is hard says, to... Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So yeah, in, that, just, in that portion, so essentially on the middle right, right. peninsula, yeah, yeah, middle right yeah. right peninsula is a good uh, yeah. way to put it. Essentially, my hot take is I would like the Sunday pin to be where it was when Tiger made that putt. Ooh. I think that would be a more intriguing. I think they they have it there obviously earlier in the week. It was Saturday then. I think different days. I think they, they put do there it. on like Friday now. Yeah, most that, years. If I remember uh, right. That was infamous where Freddie Freddie did the, the infamous best par of all time where he hit it in the yep. water and then made a hole in one on yep. the next shot. So flew it and, right and in with, the hole with that exact same pin. I, so I think that that would be. A decent change, just because uh, it, it's because if you hit it past, you're gonna have a putt like Tiger did. If you hit it short, we all know what's gonna happen. And it kind of gets that Augusta 16 feel. If you got a little bit of a back slope, you can hit it in there, hit a good shot. I don't know about you guys. I think it'd make it a little bit of a better better yeah. Sunday for me. I mean i
0: I don't mind it wherever the pin is on that on that hole. I just I, one one thing that I was thinking about yesterday when I was doing my research. Um, Man, I think that seventeen at Sawgrass might be the least bogeyed par three uh, on tour. Do you think? Do you think that that's possible? That it's the least bogeyed par the least three? Bogeyed? Yeah, because it's either going to be a double or a par.
1: That's a good point. Or a birdie. Oh. It's a good point. Bogies. He,
2: bogies would either have to come but, from three from putts or from getting up and down up from and the down. Drop zone. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I would say. Maybe not compared, probably not the most on tour. Obviously, just because it's some people are going to get up and down from the drop zone right. and that kind of thing. But I guarantee it's up there, and obviously we all know it's up there in the double or worse category. Oh obviously. well, yeah, You're, no, you know. that's not what I'm saying. And, and, I'm saying just strictly bogey. Yeah, absolutely, and and that's that's exactly to your point because also too with with the pin being where it is on Sunday normally you don't see a whole lot of three-putts, really. I mean, it, it gets a little bit of slopey down there, but not really. If, well, and Didn't they level out the green a couple of years ago? I, I knew they did some sort of redesign. I'm sure they did, which I I don't know. I'm, I'm But um, at the end of the day, I I don't know, guys. And me and Colby kind of talked about it. I remember this conversation exactly last year when we broke down our favorite three-hole stretches. I'm not sure if you remember we that. We did, yeah. yeah. And so we threw 16, 17, 18 in because it it's infamous. And I remember saying, and I still feel the same way, I think it's a really good stretch of holes, but comparatively to some of the other ones, I think it is a little overrated in my opinion. It's it's great mm. entertainment uh, to watch, but it's over it. It, it there's I, there's I, other I three hole stre- there's other three hole stretches out there that are better in my opinion. I'm sure there are better three
1: hole stretches, but I still don't think 17, 16, 17, 18, at Sawgrass is overrated. I mean, it's still because all three are very much. And, and, and I don't mean risk-reward in the sense of like a drivable par four. I just mean there's water very much in play on all three of those holes. Yeah. So I like to watch a tournament coming down the stretch there because I know that if a guy steps on 16 with a three-shot lead, the tournament's not over. And yeah. I like that. I like knowing that you can't just play safe on the final holes of a tournament.
2: You've got to hit the shots required or else you can make a big number. I, I like that at the end of tournament. I'll, I'll be honest with you. Hot take here. I like the last three holes at Bay Hill last week. Nine do the final three at Players. Really? Because look at Man. it. Number eighteen played as the hardest hole. Uh, number seventeen played as the third hardest hole. Sixteen was played as the easiest hole. That's a perfect mix of three holes there. Okay. And and I I, I like fifteen as a hole. Here's one question for you guys. When's the last time you remember someone on eighteen with a lead and actually hooking it in the water, or choking? Oh, it doesn't really happen. Exactly. That's why Adam Scott, 2004, yeah. 17 years ago. That's my point. It <laughs> doesn't that happen way, that much. That fairway is
0: super narrow though. But they okay, don't miss
1: it. But they don't miss it. But you're talking about a guy who's in the lead on Sunday. I'm sure that there have been a lot of guys who've been like in the top 5 on Sunday, yeah. maybe two or three groups from the final group and they've been within a shot or two and need to birdie 18 to try to get up to get tied for the lead. They play
0: it too And you don't see
2: that many birdies on 18 either. That's also my point.
0: 18 is definitely harder than 17 is and obviously 16 is an easy hole but that 16 what makes 16 great is you can have big swings and momentum but like you can
2: at 16 at Bay Hill
0: yeah, I, get, I, I know what you're saying. Yeah, Connors made
1: eagle last week. But, Westwood and Bryson both made par. But Bay Hill
0: doesn't have 17 in the mix, and that's
1: one of the great I, par threes I, in the history of golf.
2: I,
3: I, I,
1: agree, with, I agree it is. but six, at, 16 at Bay Hill, the only problem I have with that, it has no character. Like, 16 at Bay Hill to me is just a very boring short par five, very little character. I, all three holes at, at Sawgrass to close are very... Just defined, the, they
2: just have a lot of character, and I like that. I just, and, and like I said, you know, my first statement was that they're over, they're not bad holes by any stretch of the imagination. But like I said, we had to go back 17 years to think of someone iconic who actually hit it in the water on there. And then, like, for example, when we went in you're the talki- playoff with but you're
0: Rick- talking about 18, yeah, you're not even factoring in 16 and 17. Well, I mean, okay. about all of the think about. At all the iconic shots come from 16 and 17,
2: and then you got to put it in the fairway on 18, and okay. then you basically win. N- name me three people who had a chance to win a tournament on 17 and hit it in the water.
1: I mean, I can't do it off the top of my head. The only we one, one, the only one I can think of is okay,
2: okay, Sergio. Okay, so if the holes it? are that good, you should be able to think of them off the top yeah, of your they head. Yeah, but they don't put the pin up
0: front to lure them into the water on 17 Why on not? Sunday. Why not? Sunday.
1: I thought See, that's the whole so, point so to of to me, it. even going back to your point about the pin on 17, the only place I wouldn't want it to be is like back middle on that tier. I either want it to be way over on the right where it is now because then the it, toughest it looks –
0: The toughest pin is up front because guys might get a little too
1: greedy. See, yeah. I think that I, – and I, I bet there's analytics on this and we could go back and look at the pin locations. I think the toughest pin probably is where they have it all the way on that right side because if you need to make a birdie late, I mean you don't have to miss that pin very far right to be in the water – and it's a longer carry on that line. But, but, it's a longer but, carry Col- to get to that right but side. But
2: no, no one besides Ricky found that twenty fifteen championship. Aims at that pin. They all aim twenty feet left, and either and most of the time they miss the putt because it's downhill. My my whole point is that. The 16, 17, 18 get built so much on excitement, but there really isn't that much excitement whenever you look back and look on it. The, the most famous shots we remember are Adam Scott 2004, like we talked about. I remember... Hal Sutton so, before Adam Scott. Yeah, and that's in 2000. and That's because that's he on a, 18. That's he hit a good shot. That's not a bad shot. I'm talking about the, the, the thing that makes those last three holes so interesting. Don't you is, want your
0: winner to hit good shots,
2: though, Tito? But you can hit good shots on any hole, can't you? I thought the whole point of watching it for entertainment was to see people blow up. Is that, not, is that not the reason that that's exciting is because you can have volatility? 16 is
0: exciting because you can have a guy make an eagle and a guy make a par. And then you're going straight into 17, and it's that stadium feel right there. It's all really close together, and you hear guys. You, the group ahead of you might hit one in the water, and then, you know, you walking off 16 green see, with I, sweaty I think, palms. I
1: think 16 to 17 are exciting because a guy could make birdie or could make double. Now, we 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 don't see a lot of doubles on Sunday in the final group because that guy's playing the best golf of anybody literally on planet Earth that week. So we don't see that many guys hit it in the water in the final group on Sunday because those guys are playing unbelievable yeah, golf. And even if you
0: eagle or birdie 16, put it on the green on 17, then you have the toughest drive on the course on 18.
2: That's why I think it's... If this is as toughest, as, if this is toughest drive, why do we not see people hit in, in the water there more? I, I mean, is a it lot just guys me, play I,
1: safe out to the right, and then they have a harder approach shot in. Yeah. But Th-
2: that's my point. I'm just saying I, it. It's not as exciting of a finish as people make it out to be. Look back on the past years. Look at the people that win and look at how they do it. They. It's. It's just and there's not people losing the tournament out there hitting it in the water. So it let's just, do this.
1: It, I, I want to hear from the listeners. So this is what I want the listeners to do. Find us on Twitter, at the seventy third hole. Tweet us your opinions on the three-hole closing stretch at TPC Sawgrass. Overrated, underrated, about right. What do you think of 16, 17, 18? Uh, you can also, if you want to go to The73rdHole.com and go to contact us, let us know because I'm curious. I'd, like, right, to t- guess, no, I'd like to get some outside what, opinions. What about this? What's,
0: what's the greatest course in America?
2: Greatest course in America? Um... Uh, I've never you playing Pine Valley. I've never played Pine well, Valley. It's up there. Um, Augusta National, Do, right? On, uh, on, the, okay. tour, on oh, the tour. Oh, 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 that they play? Yeah, Augusta. For Augusta, sure. right? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I would say that TPC Sawgrass has a better finish than Augusta National does. 16, 17, 18.
2: The last three holes, yeah, probably. Yeah. In and, and retrospect, yeah, but at the same time, look at what builds up before that. Also, Look, look at the first 15 holes at TPC Sawgrass, and they're all the exact same. Yeah, but you're saying look
0: at what builds up before that for Augusta, but you won't let 16 and 17 build up
2: 18. But we were talking about the last three holes. We were talking about gotta three holes. you got to put it in the fairway. We're talking about, th- okay, you want to talk about three hole stretches? 11, 12, and 13 at Augusta are a million times better than the last three holes at TPC Sawgrass. Well, yeah, a million, but that, million times yeah, but, better. Well, but nobody's that's, arguing that. Yeah, that's that, not that, what that, I'm but arguing. But that was the whole point was we're three We're talking holes, about the finish. The three hole stretches. But was that not what I initially said? Yes, it is,
1: but nobody's arguing against you that, that 16, 17, and 18 at Sawgrass are better than 11, 12, 13 at Augusta. We're just arguing that 16, 17, and 18 at Sawgrass are better than 11, lot of other comparable three-hole stretches like i think sam and i agree that it's a better three-hole stretch than the than the close at bay hill now is it a better three-hole stretch than seven eight nine at pebble i would probably say no i would say seven eight nine at pebble is a better stretch
0: i'd take tpc over the
1: honda next week the bear trap yeah oh that's a really tough one for me that's a really tough one because those i think those are pretty comparable well i mean the bear traps just harder but i'm saying harder
0: but i'm saying that it's probably more entertaining to have 16 that par five and then the island green and then well and,
1: and you know paul azinger probably likes the finish
2: at the honda just because it's a more iconic event it, in, it's it's the, the it is the honda mark it's wilson honda. One. And i just, just, <laughs> just want to make sure everyone listening understands i am not saying the last three holes are bad holes by any stretch of the map. i think 16 is one of the best par fives around i think i think it's a really great hole i just think that it gets so built up that That you have to, I mean, obviously you do have to, you have to hit great shots no matter what course you're playing to win a tournament, right? Right. I just think that there's not as much volatility as people think there are on the final three holes. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. So
1: so let me ask you a question. One final follow-up and then we're going to move on. Do you think that any of that opinion that you have is based around the fact that you have gotten so tired (laughs) of watching the Ricky Fowler
2: commercials? I would say that, but Tigers won there twice, and I keep seeing Rory highlights, and I like Rory. So, no, I'm not going to say that. I'm just saying I, and, and I'll and i say where my bias probably comes from is the fact that, that people call it the fifth major. So, if I did have bias, that's, pro- that's probably where it comes well, from. Fair enough. I'm um, just saying it gets rated as the best three-hole finishing stretch in golf, and it is not. That's just my opinion.
0: My last short question. And you don't even have to answer this, but if it is overrated, what's ranked ahead of it?
2: Well, I just gave you one. Bay Hill. I, I think know, the last but three Bay
0: Hill. Bay. <laughs> okay, but like I mean,
2: it's subjective. It's opinion yeah, based. It's I know, a, but like this is why I want to. You hear make from it sound like there's because, a million. My th- 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 There's. I can in the break. I'll come up with ten courses that have a better finish than than Ooh, TPC Song. Okay. <laughs> okay. So all we'll, right. There. There we'll we go. Come
1: right out of the break with that. Uh, I do want to do this first, Taylor. You mentioned Rory won here in 2019. He's the defending champion, guys. Rory comes in as the defending champion. This this week, and one thing about Rory, hasn't won anywhere worldwide in almost 16 months he, you know, he, he won all those majors back in the day, hasn't won a major since the 2014 PGA, and I thought he was asked a, a good question today in his presser, he was simply asked Rory, do you think your best golf is behind you, and here's kind of that exchange with the reporter. Do you
0: ever think that maybe your best of your career might be behind
1: you? No, I don't think you can ever think that um, you have to, I've talked about this before, you have to be an eternal optimist in this game and I truly believe that my best days are ahead of me and you have to believe that. You can't, you know, if, there's no point in me being out here if I didn't think that. You know, that's just not, that's just not part of my psyche or anyone's psyche out here. I think that's the difference between people that make it to the elite level and the people that don't because they don't think that way. So there's, no, I, I certainly believe that my best days are ahead of me and um, i'm I'm working hard to to make sure that they are. So that's Rory McIlroy when asked if his best golf is behind him, and he said that he's working hard to make sure that his best golf is still in front of him. I don't know, guys. Obviously, Rory set a very high bar for himself a decade ago whenever he lit the world on fire. And then even a couple of years ago when he had the string of the top fives and he would mix a win in occasionally, he's been number one in the world at various times throughout his career. Do you think that Rory McIlroy can still play the best golf of his career moving forward. Uh, keeping in mind, let me real quick, I, I, before I throw this to you, Roy McIlroy is 31 years old. So do you believe right now at this moment with everything he's already accomplished that his best golf is still in front of him?
2: I think that, well, I mean, he was number one. I don't know how many weeks he was ranked number one in the world, so, I mean, I don't know how much it, it is to get better than that. I do think he can at one point return the number one in the world, and I do think he will. Um, I just think that he is too talented of a player. Really, the only thing that seems to be holding him back is his Sunday woes and his damn wedge game. It, I mean, his wedge game mm-hmm. is absolutely atrocious. I Wait, don't know can, what he's can, tra- can somebody get this guy a track man to practice with? Hey, it seems like to me that he tries to work wedges too much and it's like why do you want to do that that doesn't make any sense like just hit the damn shot straight. It does seem
0: like he's pretty steep with his wedges sometimes too which is
2: weird because he hits up on his driver which is when yeah. he's such a good long iron player um, sometimes it just takes a it dial it back but yeah I think that I think like like Sam has mentioned a couple of times his putting is starting to improve over the last year especially analytically and so, right. and so I think that if he keeps that rolling his wedge game will eventually figure out and he's not losing that driver anytime soon guys so nah. as long as he has that in the in his. At, if the driver, as good as it is, is going to be really the floor of his game, he's he's not going to be far away from too many leaderboards, in my yeah. opinion.
0: He's. I mean, Bryson gets talked about a lot. So does DJ. Um, but in my opinion, Rory, Rory is still the best driver of the ball on the tour. But first of all, from what we just heard, I I want to commend uh, Rory for. Giving such a candid answer to such a stupid question to ask Rory. Like,
2: what is he supposed to say? Yeah, yeah what, I, like su- what? I suck now. Yeah, I'm, I'm 31. Not... By the time I'm 40, I'm not going to be on it the It might turf. be a
0: good question for us to debate and talk about whether Rory's golf is behind him, but to ask Rory straight to his face, uh, hey, do you think your best golf is behind you? Like, what's he supposed to say? Yeah, yeah, you know, like, That's I'm a good done. Point. You know, but. That's a um, good point.
1: And, and Rory handled it very well. Rory gave the answer you would expect Rory to give. You know, I'm working really hard to make sure that my best days are in front of me. By the way, I looked it up. Rory McIlroy has spent 98 weeks at number one in the world. So, pretty solid pretty I, th- I think stretch. he'll
2: get the triple digits in his lifetime. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, I mean, that. yeah. He, he would, he would have, have to have, to have, have, two two have another month, essentially, as world number one. And and I as, think he'll have that. Yeah.
0: As far as Rory's game this week, too... Um, We've seen him play some really solid golf the past few weeks, and he said that that's not even his best stuff. No, and no, so,
2: no. We, we, we've seen it. His wedge game's been terrible. He is, he's, he's only had one missed cut, which was at uh, Riviera. Exactly. Every, every other finish than that is it, worse to 21st or whatever. Right, and so he I'm
0: finished, thinking. what, 12th last last week and h- had a horrible Sunday. Yeah, you know, made, so, the best,
2: made the best double of all time. One of the best doubles yeah, of all time. Oh, my gosh. Probably the
0: best double I've ever seen. Um, but as far as his game this week, you got to love his chances. His prior course history is good. Um, I mean, no one is. I wouldn't bet against Rory this let, week. Let me
1: ask you this. Do you feel even better about maybe picking Rory to win this week? Because normally, the defending champ never defends at Sawgrass. But he's the defending champ from two years ago. Does that Does that... Factor into your mindset at
2: all as as to how you feel about Rory this week. I, I think I think it heightens his chances to win. I do I do because like you said, Colby. I mean, when you're going just there's a big difference between 365 days and whatever that is times two. So I mean, but seven seven hundred 730. Yeah. Well hey, I, I did that faster than you, Colby. Well how about done. that? Yeah. So I mean, there's we all know there's a big difference in that. So right. I mean, if you can go from that period and also too, you know when. Whenever you're the defending champion, a lot of times you have obligations. You know, you got to talk to the media a lot more. You got to do all this stuff, and he's still gonna have to do that. But at the same time, obviously, with COVID, kind of limits limits that down a little bit. And so, I, I, d- I definitely think having a two year gap between tournaments is what definitely gives Rory an advantage here to to have a chance to actually repeat as champion, even though it would have been in a two year span.
0: Right, and. Uh- also, as far as his last round uh, last week at Bay Hill, that doesn't bother me because it, the course was playing so hard. He I was plays trying like to,
2: shit on Sunday every week. Yeah, every and I know.
0: <laughs> but like I, I was just looking at on data golf at everyone's final weekend last week at Bay Hill, and if you're going to try to find someone in good form, it's pretty tough just based on the scores and the scoring averages based on last week. So I, nothing from last week really bothers me. And um, I think that if we've been waiting on Rory to get it done on the weekend, I think that this could be the week
1: yeah like I said hasn't won anywhere worldwide in about 16 months which for a guy of uh, Rory McIlroy's skill set is a remarkably long drought to not hoist a trophy uh Colby Powell Taylor Williams Sam Humphries this is 73rd hole the official podcast of Golf Oklahoma go to golfoklahoma.org all right little trivia before the break now we've got two two small sets of trivia here two don't small we? sets of
2: trivia yes yeah, right, Sam so-
1: before we know what order Taylor's gonna do him in okay. do you want to guess first on the first one or do you want to guess first on the second one I'll, I'll go number two. You'll go number two? All right. So I'm guessing <laughs> first on our first round of trivia here. So, uh, Taylor, fire away. We uh, we like to do this every week and have a little fun, and this is Players Week and should be some good players trivia. Oh, awesome. Here we go. All
2: right, so here we go. Um, first one will be this tournament established in 1974, guys. All right. There have only been six people who have won here more than once. Okay. Since 1974. That's right. okay. that, That's pretty crazy to me. Is, is that not – I mean, that goes to show that anyone can really win here. Yeah. Right? This
1: is – there are no
2: trends at Sawgrass. No. no. trends. And one thing you'll notice that is a trend – and I'll, I'll just explain at the end. So, anyone who wants to start first with the uh, I'm go, starting first. I'm going first on this one. Sam will go first and, and, on the next And both one. games will do – will essentially just do a three-strike system. Once you get three yep. strikes, you're out. But if, okay. if the other person has to go too, then, you, you know, you're it, just because you go first and you get the third strike doesn't mean you automatically lose. Okay, okay, so
1: players to win twice at Sawgrass? Yes. Uh let's go two thousand one, two thousand thirteen, Tiger Woods. You got the years right too.
2: I'm very impressive. So there you go. good job. That was kind I, of and, the layout. And, and, and here, here here's I want to start the trend of my point here. What was the difference in years number wise? Twelve. Twelve years. Twelve years difference between wins. So Okay. Did Nicholas do it? Nicholas is the only three-time champion of this ah. event. Won in seven, we're in the first year, 74, 76, and 78. So each year was two years apart. Really kind of the exception to this rule. Here. Okay, so, so we got, got, the, fo- we've you got we've four got the layups.
1: The layups are out of the way. Snake drafts, so Sam, fire away. Um,
2: <laughs> This is tough, man. This is
1: tough.
0: Guys, let, me, let, let me
2: know if you want a hint, any hints, and I'll give um, you a hint. And I'm,
1: I'll make them not too obvious. I don't know why I'm
0: struggling. Uh, My goodness. Just throw out a oh. name. That's what I'm doing. Just throw out a name. Uh... <laughs> did let's see. Uh I'm gonna <laughs> this is I mean this is crazy. I this can't think hard. of one. Uh did uh Nick Faldo do it? Nick Faldo's not on the list. Did Nick faldo even win a players
2: <laughs> I don't mean, know. I'd have to pull out the winners. So I don't, don't know.
1: know. But you're my guy because I was about to guess Faldo. So I appreciate uh, that. Now I don't have to guess Faldo. Uh so I get two guesses. Uh let me just throw a couple names out. Let me throw Greg Norman at you. Greg Norman did not win here twice. He does have the <sighs> tournament record here, twenty four under though. Come on, Greg Norman. Get your act together. Uh, okay, win one here twice. Trying to think back in the day. Both of y'all have one strike. I'm trying to think back in the day. This is... How many Man, are there, T-Dub? Tough? You have four left. There were six total.
2: How about Sutton? <laughs> did Sutton win here twice? Sutton won here in 2000 to beat Tiger. Yep. Previously... 1983 17 year difference right. between. Let's go. I
0: should have gotten house Let's I mentioned go. house Sutton earlier I Be the right I blanked name on today yeah. yeah
2: so Kobe has two uh Sam you got one and one both y'all have one strike All All right. oh, Sam man. two guesses
0: <laughs> this is tough I I mean I my mind is completely blank on this I'm just gonna go with um
2: I'll, I'll give you a hint none of these guys are younger than 50 currently
0: whoa okay okay that, that makes it even tougher Freddie did Freddie do it
2: Freddie won in nineteen eighty four and not in nineteen ninety six. A twelve oh, year there gap. There we go. That a was twelve huge. year gap. Okay. So notice so far, guys, we've had a twelve year gap, a seventeen year gap, and a twelve year gap between winners. Pretty. Okay.
1: So, so you're telling me Rory's not going to win this year? <laughs> I, I, apparently not, but I sure hope I'm wrong. All right, two time winners, you get another guess, Sam.
0: Older um, fifty. This is brutal. Night. Uh, older than fifty. Man, I mean. I'm not really old enough to remember many
2: of these guys. I'm not um, either. I mean, we, were, uh, we were born in the nineties, so we're guessing guys who probably won it before we were born. Only only one of the wins it, out of the four remaining were in the two thousands. Wow. Did uh um uh, I can't believe we've each got two so far. Very impressive, guys. Very impressive. Shows that seventy third hole knows our golf knowledge. Did Azinger win the players? Um, he has not won it twice. I don't know if he's won it at all. I don't, know I don't even to know. He's probably too focused on the Honda. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, too close on the schedule. So, two for Sam. So. Way
1: too focused on the Honda. All right. I get to throw out two names. So, let's try to think back to that time frame. Uh, let me throw Nick Price at you. Show Nick, me Nick Price. Nick Price was not a two time winner. He won in
2: 1993. I'm looking. <sighs> at, I got bum. the list right here. All
1: right. So, I'm either going to get my third one right or I'm going to get my third strike. And then Sam will have a chance to answer before he gets his third strike. Oh, I don't think Phil won here twice. Oh, I got. I think I have I one. I don't think. All right, I'm gonna throw one at you. Is my last guess. It's either striker. It's number three.
2: Give me VJ. No VJ for 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 a one dollar Bob VJ. Was not a two time winner. Oh, here. that, that I, was I, literally I, my guess. Was it? <laughs> yes. It doesn't look like he won here at all, actually. So.
0: God, what a bum. I watched him hitting that. He didn't win the year that he hit it off the toe like of his putter on he 16. Just, that, that, he,
2: that was a really good shot, by the way. He but no, just he
0: didn't win the to, win to scores twice. like no. he
2: did in uh, Indonesia in 1985. No doubt. Yeah. All right. So, Sam, you get get another guess. If it's third strike, y'all tie. Um, We're definitely going to tie. Fred try. Funk. Fred Funk, I know he won one year, but my computer literally just shut off, so I have no idea. <laughs> um, the, the last two guys y'all did not get um, Davis Love third One here, one in 1992 and shot like 64 or something, okay. in the final round 2003 in the rain. The next one I would have been really shocked if y'all got Steve Elkington. Steve one, oh, one One of the more beautiful swings on um, that the tour has ever seen. One oh. in 91 and 97. That's
1: insane to me that there have only been six two time winners. Like, yeah. just win it a second time, and Jack's the only guy who's done it three. So, all right, that was the first of our two trivia contests. Mm-hmm. So, Sam, you get to guess it first
0: proo- in this one. It proves how tough the field is uh, yes. in the players. It <laughs> yeah. proves how many guys, and the course setup at TPC also brings a lot of shorter hitters into it and, the, yep. and a lot of guys like Tim Clarks of the world or, you know, KJ, Toy. KJ Toys well, of the world Steve Seaboo Matt
2: Like we saw here, guys, Hal Sutton went 17 years between wins. I mean, that, That's goes, crazy. You know, that goes to show that you could be one yeah. player and then two decades later you can be entirely different. So next game we have here, guys, like we mentioned, it's one of the most stacked fields of the year. So I figured this would be a fairly simple game because there's only, I believe, 19 or 20 names. We'll do the same three-strike system. Top 100 players not in the field this week. All right, there are two layups. Sam gets to guess first. There's two layups. Brooks. Brooks. Brooks is one of them. He is the highest ranked in the world, number 12. Okay, pardon me. There are three layups. Uh, I'll go with Wolf. Wolf, number yeah. 20 in the world, is not in the field. Do the injury.
1: Oh, uh, it's draft, isn't it? Snake draft. Colby, go ahead.
2: Sweet. Tiger. Tiger, number 57th ranked player in the world. Those, those are the layups. Yeah. They always start guessing. Um... Uh, Also, too, you can have the list of top 100 in the world in front of you, just because if they're outside the top 100, I wouldn't know because I only looked at the top 100. Right. All right, i got a couple more guesses
1: here when
0: it comes Uh, around to me. All right. um, Let me see here. Um, Man, I don't know who isn't in the field this week. Um, Is... I feel like I'm going to
1: dominate this one because I spent way too much time looking at the entire field list this week. <laughs> I mean, I I
0: have no idea. Um, Thomas Peters because he's probably on the European tour. But Thomas
2: Peters is on the European tour. Most expensive Ooh. on the Qatar Cutter Draft King or Cutter guitar Masters. Guitar, yeah, yeah guitar I noticed that earlier. Mm-hmm. Yep. So one more pick, Sam. You got two more, um, or you got one more. I'm sorry.
0: And then no one has is, a strike yet. Um. Let me see here.
1: I feel like this one's easier than the last one because we can at least have the list pulled up so I can at least just look
2: at a name and throw something out. Is Andy Sullivan... Andy Sullivan is not in the field. I don't think he's playing across the pond either, though. I didn't see him at least okay. listed on there. So no He's number, 60, number 61 ranked player in the world. All right. How about Laurie Cantor? Laurie Cantor in the field? Laurie Cantor, number 98 player
1: in the world, not in the event. Laurie Cantor, not in the field. Fantastic. How about Antoine Rosner? Okay. Shout out Antoine
0: oh. Rosner from UMKC. There he's he is. He yeah. Top Shout 100 to player Antoine in the Rosner. world. I like you. Shout out it, to
2: go, Tony. Going to the bottom of the leaderboard. Or Tony's going to in the, the, top the top 100
1: one. in the world? What's he ranked? Uh, he's the 97th ranked player in the world. Let's go. That's your voice. My guy.
2: Shout out. Aaron I so didn't even realize that. Yeah. All right, so kobe has got no strikes yet for anyone. Very impressive, guys. Um, what about uh, Sammy Valamaki? Sammy Valamaki is not in the field, right? He's currently 86th <laughs> in the world. That was my next
1: one, was Valamaki. You just got to throw out the most random Euro names, and you're probably
2: going to throw something uh, in the Tom Lewis. Tom Lewis is in the field this
3: week. Oh. There is a strike. Right, man. There is a strike this week. We got week. a
1: strike. I like that a lot. Uh, all right, my next pick. I'm going to go with Thomas Dietrich. Thomas Dietrich, 83 in the world, is
2: not in the field. Not he is in a, the he field. He is playing
1: across the pond. What a bum! Not in the field. Uh, How many more look, do we let's have?
2: Let's look. Uh, like a lot. Um, one, two. Oh, I got another one. I got another one. Ten. There's ten left. Give me uh, Shugo Imahira. Shugo Imahira, 72nd ranked player in the world, not in the field. Let's go. Kobe's, I on, fu- Kobe's you, I, I, on fire. Kobe's I, on
1: fire. I've spent hours the last couple days looking at the entire field trying to
0: figure and out if what we, If do. we get
2: through the list and um, and we get through all the players, it's whoever has the least amount of strikes.
0: Uh, Rasmus Hogard. Rasmus Hogard,
2: 76th ranked player in the world, not in the field.
0: And then I'm going to go with... Um, is good night i don't know i don't, uh, this is tough uh is aaron rawl in the
2: field aaron rye aaron rye it, is, oh it's Rye. A- aaron rye mr iron cover aaron rye is playing in guitar so it's we, playing in guitar yep so now we have um, one, two, let's see what's that seven left um yep seven Should be, yep. seven players um, left yep, seven players
1: left uh okay now i'm assuming withdrawals are on the list
2: uh, withdrawals. Yeah, unless someone that I just recently missed that withdraw, I should have on the list. Okay, yeah. Danny Willett withdrew this morning. Uh, Then I did not have him on the list. So, yes, then he's so, not. So, that, in. Yeah, yeah, that okay. count? I, I, I didn't know he withdrew. So, yes. I didn't know so, we were so count- then add another one onto the list. Okay, so I didn't
1: know if we were counting withdrawals. So, Danny no, Willett I didn't, hear, I didn't hear the Danny uh, Willett news. By the way, positive COVID 19 ca- test. So, get well soon, Danny okay. Willett. Get well soon, Absolutely. Danny Willett. Uh, uh, hope, you you got let one me get more? one more. Let me get one more. I'm going to throw. I'm going to throw Eric Van Royen at you, 63rd-ranked player in the world. He is not in the field this week. Let's go. 63rd-ranked
2: player. Kobe's on fire. Kobe has no strikes.
0: No strikes. I did, so Sam has nice one in the field. Did you say uh, – yeah, There's our I mean, guesses. Look.
2: We have six players. Did you say left, Victor gentlemen. Perez yet? We have not said Victor Perez yet. But Victor Perez is
0: in the field this week. Really? Okay. Ooh. He plays a lot in Europe. Yep. That's he, two strikes. He, yeah, if he's
2: staying over here, Sam, two strikes. Two strikes.
0: Uh, and then I'm going to go with um, Robert McIntyre.
2: Robert McIntyre is in the field this week. Oh. Oh. dang, oh. Sam. Three, three strikes, strikes, quit. Colby. Okay. Colby, <laughs> so, so Colby I, with the shutout. I feel like Barkley try over here doing yeah, try what r-
0: team he play for. <laughs> so I try,
2: to run, try to run it out, Colby. You got, you got five more.
1: Uh, How about defending champ, uh, or pardon me, former champion Martin Keimer? Martin Keimer, 88th ranked in the world, not in the field. Not spread. in the field this he, no, week? Normally has a good track record here, too. Uh, okay, so he's not in the field. How about George Kutsia from South Africa? George
2: Kutsia, number 79 ranked player in the world, I not mean, in the field. Colby. Not in the
1: field. Dude, I've spent so much time studying <laughs> The field for this time. I've done more research um, for this than any other tournament. How about uh wait did you just go two? I'm just running
0: it out. You are oh. three, oh. yeah, three strikes, but you're out.
2: Is it Cabrera Bayo? Cabrera Bayo, hundredth ranked player in the world, is not in the field. Not in the field. So how many more we got? Like three, four? There's two left on my list. Uh how about uh show me Kevin Streelman. Kevin Strelman is in the field this week. Is in the field this week. Show me Lucas Herbert. Lucas Herbert, fifty fifth ranked player in the world, not in the field this week. Not One in the field. Left. How about uh Fratelli? Fratelli, I believe, is in the field this week. Okay, what about Chan
1: Kim, 77th ranked player in the world? That's the last one. That's the last one. You guys nailed it. Colby, you're on fire. Colby. I'm telling you. I've done my research, which is why you're all going to want to come back after the break for the picks. Before we take a quick break, fellas, give me a quick college golf update on the week. I know Oklahoma Christian was in action. Sam, you've got your UMKC shirt on. How'd your ruse do this week? Oh, Down they in did. Texas.
0: The ruse did okay. Uh, obviously, this is their first tournament back after the COVID Thing. They weren't even allowed to practice or anything until two weeks ago um, because the team was, whatever, suspended for COVID reasons. You know what I mean? Um, so McCain Shellhart of Edmond, Oklahoma, who plays for UMKC, finished T-14. And I also got to give my buddy Paul Fouquier, uh, a shout out for finishing T seven. Uh, he's from France, uh, from Paris, France.
1: Just like so. your boy Rosner, yeah, maybe, he's boys, maybe, yeah. There's maybe, a French
0: connection at UMKC. We've maybe had he's a, a future guys. top
1: hundred player in the world.
0: He definitely has the talent to be. So, um, and then obviously uh, you had uh, Anton Albers of Little Rock, Arkansas, Little Rock, um, kind of close to close to Tulsa up there, uh, Arkansas, Little Rock, with a nice finish, uh, T or. In third place, and then you had SMU, the team win. Noah Goodwin uh, shot a 207 to finish second, and McClure Meisner uh, finished third. So you're saying the team got a good win. Yeah, they got, they they did get a good win and they also won Thank you, Devis, by Devising a, Puns is what I'm best at. They also won by a billion. They they were seventeen under. UTSA was in second at ten over.
1: Whoa. Now it was down at Trinity Forest where SMU plays quite a bit, so that's pretty solid. Uh Taylor, how'd O C finish up this week? You're al- you're alma mater.
2: Oh O C they they were fourth heading in the final round, ended up having a pretty good last day, ended up finishing second. Um I can't remember the name of the school that ended up winning it, but they um they um, they end up winning by about 15 shots, so not really not really didn't really have a chance, but we're able to rebound, have some good contention. Um, some of these other storylines for everyone out there listening, I'm going to golfoklahoma.org to look up some of the other college stuff. So make sure to check there, and they they update it even faster than we can. So the OSU the OSU women's golf team's in con, um, in contention up at um, the Wildcat Invitational. They were in third going into the day. UCO women's team playing um, at at Kicking Bird today in their tournament. They're leading Roger State, another local school, and um, um, looks like um, just not too long ago, are you finished fourth in a uh, tournament up at the Jackrabbit Invitation, I believe the tournament that you used to play in. Yep. At, uh, did did you say they're playing Kicking Bird? Uh, the women's team is, yes. Okay, Jack- so pre redesign,
1: Kicking Bird is about to shut down. Also, Golf Oklahoma broke the news yesterday. Conrad is shutting down uh, pretty soon until 2022. So, Kicking yep. Bird and Conrad, two munis in the metro area, one in Midwest City, one in Edmond, both undergoing major redesigns that are going to have them closed for north of a year. It's going to be be awesome
0: when they're done. It's going to be awesome. I just wanted to mention one more thing on UMKC. I want to give my boy Thomas Luger a shout out. He walked on the team as a freshman. Uh, made his first college tournament this week and so that's That's pretty pretty special um pretty cool after covid and everything and then also when you were talking about kicking bird and conrad um it's a pretty cool thing that they're doing and as far as uh it it, we're finally reaping the benefits of seeing golf grow about 35 percent since covid happened um pretty awesome deal there
1: Yeah, absolutely it is. All right, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back on the other side. Taylor's going to give us his list, 10 courses with better three-hole finishing stretches than Sawgrass. We won't dwell on it. We're not going to yell at each other for another 15 minutes about it. I just want to hear what he has to say, so we'll hear him out, and then we will give you all of our picks. Long show today, mega show, as we preview the biggest non-major of the year in the game of golf. So make sure you come back with us. This is the 73rd Hole, the official podcast of Golf Oklahoma.
3: When something the size of a golf ball hits your roof, you need to call McCray. McRae Roofing. McRae Roofing is Oklahoma's designer roofing service specialist. For years, Jeff McRae and the experienced team at McRae Roofing and Exteriors have served fellow Oklahomans by helping them with their roofing needs.
1: Welcome back, rolling along here on a Players' Championship Tuesday as we get ready for one of the biggest events of the year, the biggest non-major of the year, the biggest purse of the year. Haven't played this tournament in two years. Uh, Poor Hideki Matsuyama last year. Played one of the best rounds of his life, and it got wiped away due to COVID. A lot of things got wiped away due to COVID, but happy to be back at Sawgrass this week. All right, so in our first segment... Taylor made an outlandish statement that he could come up with three courses, <laughs> pardon me, with ten courses, <laughs> with 10 courses, but have a better three-hole finishing stretch than TPC Sawgrass. We won't dwell on it too long because we spent a while talking about it in the first segment. Taylor, just rattle off your 10 courses that you came up with with better three-hole finishing stretches than TPC
2: Sawgrass. All right, here's here's my first caveat to this is that I've, oh, well, I, I've, I've found, I found a lot of courses that I think tie Sawgrass. So I have like four as like a T7. Right, so so I okay. guess so. If you want to count it as ten more, I'll give you ten that at least compare. Okay, okay. Fire away. So this isn't this really is in no particular order. These are just just the ones I listed off. Bay Hill, like we mentioned in the previous segment. Okay, Pebble Beach, Quell Hollow, Saint Andrews, Olympic Club, Cypress Point, and Carnoustie are the main ones that I know for a hundred percent are better finishing three. Finishing.
0: Cypress Point.
2: The okay. two, but, uh, Yeah, the 16, the best par 3 in the world. Uh, 17, the short dogleg par 4, and then the narrowest hole in the world, number 18, yeah, is Cypress? Uh, Come
0: on, dude. That, TBC Sawgrass, though.
2: Yeah. Cypress point is so, so much Cyprus, more prestigious than
0: so,
1: TBC Sawgrass. Sa- 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 Cy- C- give Cyprus, me a break. Cypress has a better 3-0 finishing stretch than Sawgrass. I would agree with that, but the tour guys don't play Cypress. Uh, so so what was the limitation? Oh, I thought we were just doing tour guys, but we'll, we'll leave it. Cypress holds. Cypress holds because Cypress... Has, and, and, I, mean, I understand
0: the pre- that I mean, Cyprus, I, the finishing holes at Cypress are picturesque and they're very they're great holes. But, I mean, for a finishing stretch, do you think it would be more entertaining watching them play Cypress?
3: I, I actually okay.
2: agree with Tyler. I think I, the finishing stretch at Cypress. A 240-yard par three and then now uh, you're take the other side because
1: I was on side about, pre-break and now I'm on Tyler's and then side he, with Cypress. He mentioned,
0: he mentioned Quail Hollow.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, I thought that when JT finished up there, he had a great shot into what it Seven, was it 17, right? Oh, man. I, I, so it's a card eight, three.
2: 18, 18 is a better hole at Quill Hollow than the 18th at TBC Sawgrass. Okay, so those
1: are your seven. So give yep. us the other four that you thought could be as good as the finishing stretch at Sawgrass.
2: The other ones I had comparable were Whistling Straights. Uh, the TPC Stadium course, which is where the Bob Hope American Express is at. Okay. Uh, PGA National, which we talked about earlier. And then this one was probably just a smidge below sawgrass. I gave uh, Waste Management TPC Scottsdale. put that up there. That
1: is a good 3-0 finishing stretch. I like the 3-0 finishing stretch. It's I, I don't think it's as good as sawgrass, but it's a good 3-0 finishing I, I, stretch.
0: 18, 18's a nothing hole, though. It,
1: I don't know. Those, it's a nothing it's hole a unless hole. you hit it in the church pew bunkers. If you it's hit a, it in the church pew bunkers, yeah. it turns into a fun hole.
0: Yeah, and you had uh, – the one I might actually agree with is Pebble. Pebble might actually be –
2: 16 Pebble to me is 16. 16 Green is what took it apart for me. Yeah. Seven, yeah. 17 and 18 are great holes. 17 yeah. and, and then, 18 make and then, it
0: – Oak, like I might actually give it to you. 18 are iconic. Yeah, yeah,
2: and yeah. then and then sixteen, I think with the small green adds it up. And um, Olympic,
0: Olympic, I mean that's a great finish too. But I two par put
2: fives it. and then three hundred and forty yard par four to end it. Yeah. which is one of the narrowest yeah. holes. So. Definitely some good ones on there. Again, find us on Twitter at the
1: seventy third hole. We want to know. We want to hear from you, our listeners, at the seventy third hole on Twitter. Tell us favorite three hole finishing. Stretches on tour. Uh, where does to Sawgrass rank for you? You can also go to our website, the seventy third rdholdcom Contact us. Let us know. Next week we'll read some of those off on our recap show of the Players Championship because I, I want to know what the list. And maybe think.
2: there's some that we that that I missed or we that could, we, we I could I have mean, missed some.
0: Yeah. I mean, I know that I was saying that I I think that TPC Sawgrass is more entertaining um, as a finish than. Augusta just the last three holes but I mean I would put Augusta above Bay the 16 17 18 at Augusta above Bay Hill and um, you know Cyprus and Olympic.
1: I love 18 at Bay Hill. I think 17 this week because of the wind direction was tough. I don't know. Bay Hill the last two years has played really tough. The, the, we,
2: before we get off that, 17 is one of the most basic holes in the world at Augusta. That's what hurts its final three holes. Yeah, but the green, real basic. the green, I Six, mean. 16 and 18 yeah. are good. But, but you don't, you don't see a whole lot of volatility on 17. One, you don't see a lot of birdies and it, you see some bogeys. But
0: the, that, it, it is a basic hole, but it has brought some great moments like the yes sir putt. Well,
2: yeah, absolutely. no doubt about it. No doubt Anyways. about it. All right,
1: It is time for us to move on to our picks for the Players' Championship at TPC Sawgrass. And we will start with our DraftKings lineups. Uh, and unless I'm mistaken, gentlemen, I led the way last week with my fourth place finish. So I will lead the way in our picks this week. And I'll start with my cheapest, which is down at 6700 And this is a guy who just keeps making cuts and has just been really steady. And that's Brendan Steele at 6700 Brendan Steele, he's, got, he's made a half dozen starts so far this year year he's made the cut in every single one his highest finish is t4 his lowest finish is t43 for a lower priced options in the six thousands uh, i like a guy that i feel pretty confident will make the cut and even if he finishes somewhere in that i don't know let's call it the t35 range or something like that i'm good with that for a guy that i get at 6700 so that is where i will start uh which of you two gentlemen finished next i have no idea week? after, miscut. I
2: All right. after was, your you miscuts I, I think
0: it still was me I think yeah. it you know uh go so I'm, I'm going to go Johnny Vegas at 6,300. Um, he's had some good current form and I was looking at his last you picked
1: him at Puerto Rico. At and one Puerto done, Rico right? yeah, yeah. And he finished, finished second.
0: second, um, almost won it there. Um, but like he's made seven of 11 cuts this year. And then the last three times he's played at TPC sawgrass, he he's had the majority of his rounds, um, positive strokes gained. So I think that he's a decent pick, uh, if you're looking in the sixty three hundred range, I mean, there's a bunch of bad bad names That's down there, way down there. So on price. I picked a guy. I picked a guy because I'm going to go top heavy. I picked a guy at least with some good current form.
2: Well, and let's remember a few, few years ago, guys. Siwoo Kim, who was like probably six thousand on DraftKings, and he ended up winning the tournament. So I mean, anything can happen, right? Siwoo Kim, by the way, he was five hundred to one when he won that tournament. Wow, five
1: hundred to one.
2: All you do is like five dollars on it, and you would have made. 2,500. what? I mean, it's just crazy. Um, my next pick, guys, Colby, I got a little scared when you said 6,700. I said, don't you do it. Don't you do it. <laughs> I got another 6700 I like a little bit better. That is my man, Emiliano Grillo, oh, the Argentinian. So, the guy I was on at the Puerto Rico Open. A lot yeah, of Puerto are, Rico Open flashing yeah, in so these fi- lower prices. Finished 11th, Puerto Rico. Um, last week, finished 21st at Arnold Palmer, little backdoor top 25. Finished 22nd, waste management, not too long ago. But this is where it caught me, guys. Last three, if if I say years, it's just going to be just everyone listening. It's 2019 on. They didn't host it in 2020. Right. So so yeah. last three appearances here, 26th, 37th, and 11th. So only one miscut and that was his first appearance. So for a guy cheaper than $7,000, i am going to ride with that. And then I always love whenever he comes up, guys, because I pick him every single week, and I don't have to explain myself why I do because it's just so automatic. 7,100, Christian Bezaden-Hoot. I'm, I'm, I'm shocked. Sam, I'm, are you shocked? Because I'm shocked. <laughs> I,
0: I had him in one of my first lineups, uh, but then I ended up changing it
1: around well, pre-break. Well, Sam's changed his DraftKings lineup like 14 times <laughs> since he got here. So. <laughs> Taylor, any He's, particular reason you're picking Christian Bezaden-Hoot?
2: This is very out of character okay, for Okay, so let's read off the recent recent finishes, guys. So, I mean, he, he, does, he has not played here before. Play, I mean, he played one round last year but um, finished 7th last week, um, finished 32nd at, at the workday, and I have to pull up the official World Golf Rankings to figure – Real, real
1: what- quick while you do that, I had Bezayden Hoot on my list, and I decided not to pick him because I knew 100% for sure that you were going to have him in your <laughs> lineup, and I'm like, no. I'm just going to leave him for Taylor because that's your guy. You've yep. been on him since before the dawn of time. So, Bezayden Hoot's your guy. I stayed off of <laughs> yeah, him Yeah, and, and,
2: and so I'll read it back off, finished, like I said, 32nd at the workday, uh, fifty third made the cut at Saudi. Finished twenty second Omega Dubai. Finished twelfth at the Abu Dhabi. So really hasn't really played too much bad golf since the year started. So but
1: by the way, I'm getting a little frustrated because I think a lot of the people in our our DraftKings pool that we do it's like twenty people a week. I think most of them probably listen to our podcast and a lot of them have started to jump on Hoot, and he's playing pretty good golf. And the three people who finished ahead of me last week, I think they all had a Bunch of bums. Well, yeah. well,
2: I started on him when he was sixty something in the world. Now look at him, thirty four ranked player in the world. Yep. So, he's heading positive direction. Yeah, so go ahead, well, Sam.
0: I'm gonna go. With your pick, Emiliano Grio and I'm just gonna add uh the fact that in, in twenty seventeen he had a round where he was plus seven point seven four shots on the field. In twenty eighteen at, at Sawgrass. Wow. In twenty seven in twenty eighteen he had a round where he was plus three point three six shots on the field, and in 2019, he had a round where he has five, plus 5.96 uh, shots on the field. So he loves this course. He's played 15 rounds and has positive 1.2 shots on the field, plus you add in the fact that he finished uh, backdoor top 20 last week, and then you add in the fact that he's only 6,700 on DraftKings and never gets the respect. I feel like I've picked him like three times in DraftKings. Uh, I think that's a great pick. You, value, made, value you, you pick. made me
2: feel
1: even better about it, Sam. Thank uh, you very Speaking much. of guys who don't get no respect, uh, my, my Canadian friend, he gets no respect. Corey Connors is 7,400 on DraftKings as Taylor's size, so I'm sure that uh, signifies something. Go look at his strokes gained from last week. The only category where he didn't gain strokes was around the green, and he literally, he lost one one-hundredth of a stroke around the green. Other than that, tee to green, he gained more than two strokes. Approach, he gained almost two strokes. Putting, he gained nearly a stroke. And Connors hits the ball so well that if he's putting well, he's going to get himself into contention. So I love Corey Connors this week, and at 7,400 for a guy who played well a week ago, I had to be all in on Corey Connors. And then my next player is a guy who's just really been solid, uh, and we're just kind of waiting for him to break through. Give me Will Zalatoris at 7600 like He, uh, the, In fact, the only category he lost strokes in last week was putting. He hits the ball so, so well. I think from a ball-striking standpoint, he'll be able to pick apart Sawgrass, and it's just a matter of whether the putts go in. So at 7600 I that was actually the last pick that I filled my lineup with, and I left $200 on the table. There were some other guys that I could have picked, Rose, Louie, uh, Kokrak, some of these other guys, and I decided to go with Zalatoris because I think he's going to have a good week.
2: The only three players in the last 12 months to have gained more strokes T to green than Will Zarathorce are John Rahm, Justin Thomas, and Dustin Johnson. Sweet. I like that. I like it a whole lot. Sam? For 7,600.
1: Yeah, 7,600.
0: Well, I am going to go with 9,200 Patrick Cantlay. Uh, Patrick Cantlay, I mean, he's made nine of nine cuts, four top tens, and uh, at TPC Sawgrass, he's had... He had a 66 in round one in 2018. In 2017, he had three rounds. By
1: the way, Sam, you totally skipped somebody on your. Board.
0: Oh, I skipped somebody. I'm waiting. Okay. I'm saving my favorite for last.
1: Okay, favorites for last. Gotcha. All right. I was so, like, you just got way too expensive, way too fast. It threw me for a loop. Anyway, no, yeah Patrick, yeah, Patrick.
0: No, yeah, 9200. Sorry to confuse the people Patrick that can't were following. Patrick By the on.
1: way, I don't want to confuse anybody any further. <laughs> There's multiple Patricks. Patrick yeah. Cantlay. Yeah,
0: and then last year he actually sh- he was plus 4.73 shots on the field in that first round that ended up the tournament ended up getting. Canceled. Canceled. I think he shot
1: 67 in that opening yeah, round. Yeah,
0: he did. Um, and basically, he's had great current form. Um and he is actually going to be my pick to win the tournament this Ooh, week. Patrick Cantlay.
1: One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. He's ninth in terms of pricing on DraftKings. You can get yep. Patrick Cantlay as the ninth most expensive option on and DraftKings. He probably
2: gets pretty good betting odds on him, too, if I had to guess. Probably can. We'll yep. get to our
1: best bets here in a little and, bit. But And just as far as his current form goes,
0: just to go a little deeper in that, he's played 36 rounds, and he's plus, plus 2.19 shots on the field per round.
2: Yeah, pretty so. salty. He's playing good golf. Taylor. Yeah, so I'm – I, I sighed earlier because he stole my pick, Colby. I mean, he's, he's just playing so good besides – and, for example, the missed cut that Corey Connors had, he missed the cut by one at Riviera. So let's just put that in perspective. Before – finished third last week. Before that, 17th, 37th, um, going back in the last year, 17th, 10th, 10th, 24th, and it's just a ball-striking machine, and he's just riding riding hot form, like Colby said. So for the, for the price tag – and, you know, the reason – you can find a lot of value here because – Players Championship and the Major Championship, the lineups come out a little earlier than some of the other tournaments. So, Corey Connors' price was probably set before he finished third in this event, which definitely allows you to have a little bit of value. Um, my next pick, Colby and Sam, is someone that, that I brought up Colby first because Colby's been on him the last couple of weeks because he talks about how much he loves Florida. And so, wow. I'm all right at the old, old Sun Jay. Unfortunately... Only appearance here was 2019, miscut. First time at, at Sawgrass, you, can't, you never know what to expect. Read off some of the recent finishes, 21st, 28th, 17th, 32nd, 12th, um, 56th, 5th, going back to the century. So um, not really in a, contentious p- p- uh, a position to win the tournament, but is definitely playing some good golf, and who knows when he'll peak. So definitely a guy I think will be there for four rounds on a course that is so volatile you don't know who's going to be there.
0: My second to top pick, just so I don't confuse people, I'm – <laughs> I skipped one uh, is Rory McElroy at ten thousand six hundred I talked about him pre-break I've talked about him a lot lately he it he is about to win, and he's about to win big. If he gets everything clicking in the right week and he finishes on the weekend, it's his time to get back in, back in the storyline a little bit. Before Augusta, this will be the perfect time for Rory to kind of break out and say, look, hey, I'm still Rory McElroy. My best golf's ahead of me, if yeah. you will.
1: Yeah, playing, uh, playing great golf, just waiting for that breakthrough once again for Rory. So my third most expensive option Sam, you talked about him, Patrick Cantlay. Yep. love Patrick Cantlay this week. A lot of people are going to be on Patrick Cantlay this week. He is a popular pick. His ownership percentage is going to be high in DraftKings. A lot of people are going to be using him in your one-and-done pools. He is a popular pick, uh, and I think it's for good reason. So I like him at 9200 Then my second most expensive player, I, I generally don't like picking guys who won the last time that they teed it up. But Colin Morikawa didn't play last week, so he's got a week off in between. And with the new saw-putting grip, I tell you what, he's taking the saw to sawgrass. sawgrass. Yeah. Putting the saw in sawgrass, baby. I, I think if he rolls it this week, he just hits the ball so, so well. His iron shots, I mean, I'm telling you, if they put the taser behind Colin Morikawa and you're watching it with a non-golf fan, bet him 10 bucks it's going to be a two-yard fade. Better ten bucks. It's going to be a two-yard fade all day, and you'll make stacks of money. He's just so so consistent. Love Morikawa at ninety four hundred. I mean, the strength of his
0: game is his iron game, and there's no better place to be a great iron player than TPC Sawgrass. Also,
1: is he the let's look one two three four five six seven eighth most expensive option on DraftKings for a guy who's ranked fourth in the world? So a little bit of value there as well. Yep,
2: absolutely.
0: Um, all right, and then my top. Uh, Money pick is going to be John Rahm at ten thousand nine hundred. John Rahm this week. I was looking at the betting odds and he's not the betting favorite, but on Data Golf he is the heavy, heavy favorite uh, this week. He's plus or he has a six point five percent chance to win this week. And to put that in perspective, uh, DJ and Shafley are are at about three and a half percent chance to win this week uh, on Data Golf. So. As far as if you're doing your best bets, we're about to get there too. But uh, I think Rom is obviously um, a great pick this week. The game, the course suits his game like no other. Um, he's a great driver of the ball, great iron player. Um, I feel like Rom could definitely be in contention. He's had not made nine of nine cuts, five top tens. That's a surefire pick this week. So
2: Yeah, absolutely. Like you said, uh, Sam, he's the uh, analytical favorite this week. And my next guy, guys... Every single one of y'all picked him, so it's going to be a washout. <laughs> I mean, ninety two hundred Patrick Cantley. The value's just the value's just too high. I mean, I mean, he hasn't finished outside the top seventeen since uh, the CJ Cup back in October, and. Um, didn't show didn't show up at the workday for dehydration reasons. I think within a couple of weeks you can probably get that figured yeah, out. Yeah,
1: so he was having stomach issues. Stomach issues and dehydration which is really random and caused him to withdraw from a World Golf Championship event. So, I mean, it must have been bothering him because that's a free money event, but two weeks ago you wouldn't think that'd be a factor.
2: No, yeah, I, I think he'll get that figured out and so you guys have already mentioned. I mean, I'll say he's he, he, he missed the cut here in 2019 but before that finished 23rd and 22nd so a couple of top 25 finishes out of only three appearances. And then and my most expensive guy. I think very similar to Rom and just had an off week at the concession and people are just kind of I think he'll be a lower percentage guy than what he would be normal weeks. And that's the man DJ People are forgetting how yep. good a golf he played before concession. I mean, he finished 50th or whatever he was because, I mean, he had, I think he shot 278s first in the final round. But before that, I mean, we, we listed off how good he was for that. hadn't finished outside the top five and Lord knows how win. So I think he gets back on a little bit more form like that. And. Gentlemen, this is a guy who we talk about course history being an advantage. Seems like missed the cut back in um, 2008, but really since then he had a withdrawal in 2013. But every finish is almost getting better. From 2016 on, he's gone 28th, 12th, 17th, and fifth. Going back to 2019, so I think he's finally starting to get Sawgrass figured out. I would be, I would think my best bet would be a DJ top ten this week.
0: And now for the main event, I am going back down all the way to 6200. The 257th ranked player in the world, but the 87, 82nd ranked player in the world on Data Golf. This man hasn't played Sawgrass, but he shot a 65 in the third round last week at the Arnold Palmer. Had a tough final round, but at 6200, this guy's made 10 to 13 cuts and one top 10. Is it our best friend Doug? It's our best friend and we're Doug. Gonna find our best friend. Give
1: him a best friend hug. Doug Gim. Doug, oh, Doug. <laughs> nice, Doug,
0: Doug, Doug Gim.
1: Oh, good stuff. Doug Gim. Doug 6200. Here's my only question about your continued love for Doug Gim are you a closet Texas fan? <laughs> that's the I only question are, I same. have. Just simple yes or no,
2: are you a closet Texas fan? I just love me some Doug Gim. I don't enough. know why. Fair enough. Just loves him some Doug Gim. 6,200. I think he's got good value. I almost put him in my lineup. 6,200
1: is way cheap for a guy yeah. who's playing pretty good golf. That, that's a good pick. Uh, so for my final pick, I had 9,700 remaining. So I had to choose whether I wanted to go with the winner last week, Bryson DeChambeau, who's at 9,700, or I could go with the guy who won here in 2018, Webb Simpson. This was not an easy decision for me to make, but I typically fade the guy who won the week before. I'm running out Webb at 9,500 to complete love my lineup. that pick. I yeah. love that pick. Yeah, I like my guy Webb this week uh, at the players. I, I think he's going to have a good week. So those are our DraftKings picks for the week. Best of luck on yours. And by the way, we want to make sure to remind everyone to head out to Diffie Ford Lincoln. Diffie Ford Lincoln, just 15 minutes west of the Oklahoma City Metro. They've been selling cars and trucks to Oklahomans for 66 years. To last that long in the automobile business, you have to treat people like family, and that is exactly what the Diffie team prides itself on. You want to talk to the owner? Diffie Ford Lincoln is the place for you. Call Diffie Ford Lincoln and feel free to ask for Lane Diffie. That's right. You can deal directly with the owner at Diffie Ford Lincoln. Come check out the new 2021 Ford F-150 or the all-new Lincoln Navigator. The Diffie team will always have your best interest at heart. Diffie Ford Lincoln, just 15 minutes west of the Metro on I-40 in El Reno. Gentlemen, one and done picks. We make two for the big events of the year. The majors, WGC, playoffs, and of course, the players championships we'll make two one and done picks uh this week and we can go in reverse order from what we did with DraftKings so uh Taylor go ahead and give us your first one and done pick biggest
2: purse of the year like like we mentioned boys yeah like you said the biggest purse of the year and you know people say like the tour championship in our deal the winner will get three million so that seems bigger but once you go down incrementally second third fourth and fifth the percent just drop off tremendously so this is by far biggest purse of the year and I'm running out some of the biggest dogs available. Um, I'm going... My first pick is going to be Rory. I, I, I just... Whoa! Th- I, I, wow! I, I, okay! Sam Sam trying to talk me into it and say that this is what, when he's going to peak and get it working. I'm, I'm thinking, Rory, I'm saying, I don't know if he'll win a major championship this year. So, I don't know when... I'm Normally, going into the year, I have guys who I think will win at majors. I have a couple, for example, US Open, the PGA, that I definitely have set. But... Rory's starting to get it figured out here, guys. I mean, he's he was one of those guys beforehand. He missed the cut here his first three appearances, I believe, going back to 2009. And um, really since then, gentlemen, uh, 2013 reading backwards, um, only one missed cut in there, but finished 8th, eight, twelve, 8th, 12th, 35th, and obviously won back in 2019. So I uh, I really like Rory this week to uh, to definitely contend and have a chance to win. All
0: right, Yeah, good stuff, Sam. Yep. All right. I am going to go with Webb. Simpson Ooh. and Webb Simpson this week has a bunch of value. I wanted to put him in my DraftKings so bad, um, but he's just a little too expensive um, this week for me. But I mean, the last four years in this tournament, I know last year didn't count, but he still shot a 68 in the first round. Four rounds above three, above two and a half strokes gained on the field in 2019. In 2018, he had a round where he was plus eight point seven two, sixty three in round two, and hit and all of his rounds were above three and a half, and had another one at plus six point four six, and then back to seventeen. Uh, he had a, a plus four four and a half and a plus. 4.3. I mean, this he loves this course, and his recent form is great. He only has one round negative strokes gained in his last, like, 20 rounds. So, I love Webb this week. Love Sam, him.
1: I love everything you just said, so I think I'll just run Webb out this week. Coffee I cat. mean, I, I, already, I already planned that, so uh, I'm going to run out Webb. We'll do snake drafts. So, my two golfers this week, we talked a lot about him in our DraftKings preview. I'm running out not the biggest dogs in the world, but a couple of dogs. Webb and Patrick Cantlay for me this week. Probably going to be two pretty highly picked players. Is that (laughs) Sam, I see the look on your face. I
0: got Patrick Cantlay. 11 rounds at TPC Sawgrass, plus 1.74 on the field there, plus 1.29 strokes gained on the year. His low round is a 66 in 2018. Love Patrick Cantlay this week.
1: I kind of like that because we both picked the same players, and Sam right now obviously got a little bit of a late start coming in, but he's about 400,000 behind me in the one-and-done pool, and I know that no matter what, going into Next week, he'll be about 400000 behind me going into the one and done pool. So yep. I can dig it. It'll make easy math. We're going to so
0: have to, I'm going to have to start getting, uh, a list of these together. I'm, also, I've got it here. I can yeah. send
1: it to you. But also, we have to really hope that, like, Rory and whoever else Taylor is about to pick misses the cut because we could gain some serious ground this week. I don't, yeah. ha- I
2: don't have either one of your players. Um. Well, the guy I'm picking here, gentlemen, I don't think we mentioned his name one time, and he's a top five player in the world. Oh, and, Xander. Okay. Uh, no, hell no. It's not Xander. <laughs> um, I, I, I'm shortchanging by saying top five player in the world. Really hasn't been playing his best stuff. But had a lot, he's had a lot going on this year with, with everything that happened with his grandfather and with him being as close to Tiger as ever since that. I think Justin Thomas is going to make a statement at some point with a big win. I don't know if it's going to be here. It's going to be at Augusta. Justin Thomas is going to make a big win. And I think it may be here. Has not missed the cut here. His worst finish was a made cut, didn't finish back in 2017, I believe, or something like that. Um, Says so finished 35th, 11th, finished third back in 2016, 24th back in 2015. And I know that he, he was one of the guys who had played here when uh, in the Junior Players Championship, AJGA being one of the best juniors in the country. So I, I just think that with everything going on, you as great a player as he is, you rebound from emotional turmoil at some point. And I think this is the week for him.
1: Boy, you're right. On- now some dog dogs rory and jt in the same week well I, can mean, dig, I mean i respect
2: it i mean you yeah. say you say that but both of y'all's picks can't lay are ranked higher in the world than rory is yeah i don't
1: but I, do you I, think I, that i still view rory as a bigger dog look, look, than either can't lay or Webb, look at the strokes
2: gained over the last I know, year but both what of I'm your saying,
1: guys have been better but, than but i rory. would always
0: yeah. take rory over Webb or can't lay in a major that's why i'm getting rid of Webb and can't lay now
2: it's a fifth thing. Yeah, <laughs> I, don't I mean, hey, the purse it is bigger. Is. Purse is bigger. I'm all about the purse. Two point seven million for the winner. The next yeah. high, next highest in U.S. Open is two point two. Uh,
1: by the way, I really like JT this week, and this is a great segue uh, into giving out our best bets. He's one of my best bets this week at eighteen to one, m- mainly because he's been playing poor golf. So we're getting him at much better value than we typically would. Usually, when JT's on, JT's a, a ten to one guy, maybe a twelve to one guy if the field is stacked at eighteen to one. I can't not bet JT. Uh, and I like can't lay at 20 to one. Those are my two guys a little higher up yep. in, in in the bets. And then if I'm going down the board looking for a long shot, if you want to throw five, 10 bucks on somebody and hope for a big return, Adam Scott has come as gone as far as to admit that he really only cares you know, a handful of times a year. The, the other ones are basically just tune-ups for the events that matter. The players is an event that matter. All different kinds of styles can win. Uh, so 75 to 1, I think if you want to run out a long shot, I like Adam Scott at that number. Yeah,
0: my best bets are at the top of the list, I like Rom just because there's Rory Deshambo, and DJ ahead of him. And Data Golf at least has him as a heavy favorite. So, I mean, if you see that as any value there, he's at plus 1,600 um, on this sportsbook. And then... Um, obviously Webb, and then when you go down the list here, I like Hideki Matsuyama at plus 3,000. He plays, he plays he, well here. Hideki yeah, he plays does. very well here, and he's the top 25 machine. He seems to finish top 20 every week without contending. It's um, just so hard to that, watch
1: the tournament if you pick Hideki. It's just – it's. <laughs> I don't know it, why. Yeah. He, to me, is just like nerve-wracking to me if I pick Hideki and then I have to
2: actually watch him play. And well, then – Oh, Oh, go ahead. I was just going to back you up, Sam. So, uh, including, he shot the 63 last year to lead by nine. Um, Before that, going backwards, he finished eighth, missed the cut in 2018, 22nd, 7th, 17th, 23rd at this event. So, besides his missed cut, no finish worse than 23rd. So, it's pretty good form here.
0: Yeah, and then I have a couple other really good value picks uh, as far as your sports book goes. Uh, Matthew Fitzpatrick at uh, plus 4,000. And then I have, uh, let me see here, and then Cameron Smith. At plus five thousand, those are both. If you, you, go l- down, you love you some Cam Smith, go down the list, and Cam Smith should play good on a course like this. You know, so.
2: you know, Jim. End of my best bets thing. I, there's a couple of tournaments each year. For example, one's the American Express Bob Hope. however you want to phrase it? where it seems so open that it's so hard to pick a winner. Yeah. That, and it and it, this is one of those weeks to where if I was going to be betting, like I said, I said DJ top 10 would be my best bet. I would go into wherever you're at and try to bet matchups this week. I think, yeah. I think that's where you're going to make your money. It's going to be it's, it's – got such a good – and that's one thing, too, that we we haven't done yet and we always do. I'm going to ask you all to um, do our weekly guess the strength of field. So we'll, just to show into perspective how good – but with, when you have all the – there's two players outside the top 50 – are two players inside the top 50 that aren't playing this week 48 of the top 50 best players in i the thought world. it was just one are there two in the top 50 i thought it was just wolf Kepka. kapka, kapka yep. wd because of the knee i forgot right. Kepka. yeah yep. Yep. totally spaced on that for some reason yep and and tigers 57 too so that's right. another one so yeah um, you but, know,
1: by, by the way before we uh guess the strength of the field let's show some love to the local guys in the field this week absolutely oh uh, being represented by abraham answer Abraham answer should, yep. uh, should should do some good stuff. Oklahoma State side we've got Victor Hovland, Ricky Fowler, Taylor Gooch, friend of the show, Alex Norin, and Chucky Three Sticks will be in the field. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I created a miscellaneous category, which is basically just the Robert Straub category. Robert Straub yep. in the field this week. Brian, Brian Harmon in the field too. Chez Finest, yeah. Brian Harmon, Scott T- Scott Tway, friend of the show. Yep, o- on the bag. So a lot of guys in the field this speaking week. Speaking of speaking of the Tways, uh, Bob Tway
0: actually has the highest score. Ever on number 17 at TPC Sawgrass. Really? Made a, made, a, made a 12 in 2005. Nice. That is impressive. Yeah. How'd nice. he do
2: that? I'm assuming. Well, did he <laughs> he just, made did a for a 12. <laughs> I, like, no, I bet he was in the water five times. <laughs> well, my, my point being was he, did he go up and try to drop in the drop zone or did he, t- Rory McElroy and say just screw it and just kept throwing the ball down? I'm so, not sure. I'm not sure. If we got video, let's go look. That'd be one of the best 12s ever. So, <laughs> all right, guys. Uh, strength of field. We'll do it for both events just because uh, the Qatar is very fascinating. So, what do y'all think the strength of of field for the players this week is
1: uh strength of field for the players give me 810. 810, what do you think, Sam?
0: Uh, eight, I think it's higher than that, I think it's 840.
2: 866. Whoa, okay. to put it in perspective, last week's field at Bay Hill, which was really really good, 460. Almost double, du- wow. almost double as wow. good a field. I mean, right, just- it's,
1: the players—it's just always so, so loaded. By the way, Bob Tway was seven under par when he stepped to uh, to the tee and ah. made his twelve. I'm watching it right now, so you keep going, and I'll, I'll let you okay. know how it plays out. All right, well, what it wasn't
0: have- a very electric finish, though. He right? went to the drop
1: zone. We do know that. Okay, Bob, Bob Toy went to the drop zone. Okay, that—that <laughs>
0: was the question I needed to know. It, it wasn't, a, like, that was a predictable finish. The first
1: two went way long. He totally misclubbed on the first two, hit it way over the green, just landed in the water. Then he overcompensated on the third one, landed it basically next to the front flag, spun it back into the water oh, no. on the third one in the drink. So he'd be hitting, what, seven now from the drop zone? So I'm assuming that this one is about to go in the water. I love doing play-by-play. It's starting to add <laughs> <enough>. <laughs> by the way. Bob Tway just spun it back again into the water so that he's, had, he's now hitting nine yeah. from the drop zone. <laughs> And then uh, I think he hit nine. It looks like he hit nine to the back of the green and then three swiped for, oh, no. uh, <laughs> for a very solid 12. That is a good Took 12. Took him from seven under to two over, and I would imagine cost him, you know, somewhere between the neighborhood of 10, 15 bucks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, just
2: just a little bit. All right, l- last thing, guys. Strength and field at Qatar. Guitar- what do y'all think? Um,
1: 94. 150. The reason I had
2: to say it, it's the best number in the world. 69. Oh, my! Shut up.
1: There you go. So let me ask you that. Now that we have all this knowledge, what is, in fact, the best tournament being played this week?
2: Good <laughs> is question. Is it the Cutter Masters or is it the Players? Well, uh, at the end of the day, we have to resort to Paul Azinger, and he said the PGA Tour is always better. So we, That's we, true. we have to we have to go with him. That's he, true. He, and, and
1: he is the all-knowing uh, guru. Well, and this is a big week for Azinger because it's a nice little tune-up for the Honda.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, his, gosh, The best you. tournament being played this week will be played in Edmond, Oklahoma. And we're going to be oh. talking about that oh, soon. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We got some oh new. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. So, yes. what's the plan?
1: Do we want to reveal the plan? Or let's do we, let's do we reveal keep it, it now. Why not? Fire away. Go ahead. Why not? Uh, this Sam? was your idea. So, you, you presented it to the people. So,
0: obviously, we got March Madness. So, my idea I called Taylor and T Dub, I mean, Taylor and Colby, and said, look, we need to make a bracket. And do, we both have... He has Tiger Woods 2004, 2005, 2006, and 2007. The video
1: games, the video the way. games, The video games. Yep,
0: the video games. So we're going to make each region, one of 2004, 2005, 2006, and 2007 regions, make a 64-player bracket. We're going to have a draft, and we're going to draft whoever... They can be real players, they can be fake players, um, and we're going to have a little little competition.
2: It's going to be so much fun. I cannot wait. when I whoop competition. y'all
1: so, But as far as
0: but, the, by
2: the way they're
1: both at home practicing all week and I don't have a game system <laughs> that has the games so I'm going to be super rusty and these guys are going to put in 30 hours so between the reason, now and Saturday. The reason why we're not
0: going to the Xbox 360 to the like 2014 ones because the game got considerably harder we'll, we'll after do that. In that. A month. That's going to yeah. be in the Masters. We'll do that I, in I, a month. I yeah. figured this would be so the start. Because of, if you're having 20 because we're going to put two TVs up there and have both both like say you have Sunday Tiger of 2004 and Sunday Tiger 2007 playing each other in the championship (laughs) well you're gonna we're both gonna be playing we're gonna play TPC Sawgrass the whole time um and we're gonna see who wins and the best record out of us three uh is gonna We're going to figure out a bet, but the best record wins between us, and we're going to see what golfer wins, and maybe Pops Masterson will make a run. You
1: know what would absolutely <laughs> make my <laughs> weekend? I'll bust y'all with Pops, you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know what would be the greatest thing of all time? If Taylor has like a one-shot lead on 18 and hooks it in the water. (laughs) (laughs) That would be great. I'd break a control. It'd be unbelievable. All right, reminder. Go to the 73rd hole on Twitter and go to our website. Let us know best three-hole finishing stretches in golf. Where does Sawgrass rank for you? Do you think it's overrated? About right? Underrated? What do you think about the three-hole finishing stretch at Sawgrass? Also, GolfOklahoma.org. We are the official podcast of Golf Oklahoma, and we love working with them. The absolute best coverage in the state of Oklahoma. You've got to go check it out. Golf GolfOklahoma.org. GolfOklahoma.org and the magazine,
0: the preview 2021 senior PGA preview magazine is coming out soon. Big time. And as far, and I just wanted to mention one more thing about the thing we're doing this weekend with the bracket and the Tiger Woods stuff. Uh, it's going to be live on Twitch and we're going to have a YouTube video coming out with that too. Oh, so. looky here.
2: Yeah, got the spotlight on, so there's not going to be any mulligans or any cheating or anything like no, that. No, we're no. we're going to have people calling in like they do on the tour for rules officials. Oh, yeah, like, we're no, going to.
1: Sam, he cheated on that. All- I have a question. If Patrick Reed would have ever been on any of these games, <laughs> what, what, what would the stats have been under. Uh- what, what, what would even the category
2: be? Well, you know how... Sneakability? You, yeah, 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 you know how they have caddy tip? Yes. You know And you hit the button, and it'll tell you some random stuff. His would be improve lie. Yes. yeah, yeah, yeah That's exactly what it is. Press
1: Y to improve the lie. Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and, and then how many times you could hit it would vary depending on the tournament, probably anywhere between three and... Fifteen, Right. You get a bad lie in a bunker.
1: You know, sometimes in the, you play the video games in the bottom right, it's like 64% buried. Yeah. You just press a button, knock that up to about 92%. <laughs> a little Hero World Challenge, action. That's a hell of a, cha- hell of a trait there, Patrick Creek. Hell of yeah. a trait. All right. Great stuff. Uh, everybody have a great weekend. Thanks for listening once again to the 73rd hole, the official podcast of Golf Oklahoma.